Aaron Bielner and Eric B. And you're listening to the Diary of Little Man's Podcast. All right, another episode of the Diary of the Little Man's Podcast. Aaron is on location this morning as we speak. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Fun journey. Aaron's going to take us on his journey to, to get to where he is right now. But first, let's go get this started. I am Eric B. And I'm Aaron Bielner. And this is the Diary of the Little Man's Podcast. Aaron, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. You know how we are in San Francisco. As you can tell, if right. you guys are watching us on video on YouTube, I'm wearing a Clay Thompson Warriors jersey because I'm still living the high of the Warriors winning the NBA championship for all Absolutely. the naysayers out there. So, As you should. I mean, San Francisco has been lit up. The Golden, the golden State is yes. on fire the last how many years. That's yes. awesome. Very much so. And congrats and very excited for you guys. Yeah, uh, We were talking earlier, you know, before the show started about that fourth game. Like you said, get up by 20. Yeah. Roll into back. it. And they Don't did that back. very well. Yeah. Very well. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We're live in Iowa. Uh, Iowa. Wow. We, yeah. I'm originally from uh, Iowa. And as we've discussed, and I'm actually where I am, I'm at my sister's and we're people who are lovely. You know, when I say I'm from Iowa, they're like, Ohio. And I'm like, no. And then they're like, wait, you're from Idaho. And I'm like, no. I mean, you're talking to how many different regions here. I'm like, I'm from Iowa. Iowa. Granted, Ohio is the Midwest or Eastern Midwest, if you will. But uh, Idaho is a real reach. I mean, when people go, oh, you're from Idaho. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, Iowa. I never said Idaho. Yeah. So where I am now or where uh, we are is uh, like East Central Iowa. The University of Iowa is here. Uh, not in exactly the town. I'm in a little bit in North, but. 15 minutes north of Iowa City, okay. where the University of Iowa is. That's where I am now. And uh, so we we left. Uh, we've been here for a week, and we we're going to be heading out next Wednesday. But anyway, we left on Friday, a week ago from this past, so a week ago from yesterday, with the intention of getting, you know how you have these ideas of scheduling and then, you know, I probably could have changed a few things and done it a little differently and would have eliminated one issue. But uh, we wanted, to, I really wanted to be on the road by 8.15 Eastern time. Of course. Which is 7.15 Central time, 5.15 for you West Coasters yeah. in the morning. Anyway, and I, my, it's 12 hours if you don't stop for gasoline, which is impossible or stop for fuel and, or anything else, which really it's about 13 hours, okay. 13 hours now, in the car. Where are you starting from? You're starting from Atlanta. North of Atlanta, okay, North of Atlanta. And that's so, North. Is that going North or is that going West? I'm going from Atlanta. I'm going North, um, North and Northwest. Okay. All I'm right. going North and Northwest of Atlanta for 809 miles. Wow. Okay. And so and everybody was like, are you going to stop and like, you know, break it up into I'm like, no, I don't plan on. Yeah. And so with that don't plan on stopping idea, my, my hope was, like I said, to get on the road, you know, nothing ridiculous, but get on the road uh, by let's say eight fifteen Eastern time, which then even though with stops and everything, it's about 13 total hours. You get an hour, you know, because we go back, you know, central times back an hour. Yeah. So if I leave at 
815, which really is by the time it's all said and done, going to be 915 um, PM yeah. Eastern time. It's really going to be 815 central time. That's not the end of the world. Nope. Some people go, Oh my God, how could you spend that much time in a car? But I've done it before. I'm used to that kind of stuff. The longest I've ever done driving myself was 18 straight hours. And that was long. I was tired. I was exhausted. But um, anyway, so back to the beginning, get to the car, uh, car rental place. I like to rent a car to drive because I, I love one. It's somebody else's vehicle Two, exactly. If anything happens to the vehicle, I just call them and say, Hey, I need another car or yeah, a tire yeah. went out, whatever. Um, but the kicker was my pedals did not work on any of the cars. We, I think we tried six different vehicles. Now, let me ask you this for, for the ones who don't know, when you order a car, you, do you do it online or do you have to go there in person and say, I do it. Usually I do it through like a, a, a not to, I, can we say a, a brand or say a yeah, medium? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. use orbits. Okay. I use orbits or like an Expedia sometimes, but I usually use orbits and try to find the best deal and then um, go. And it's worked every time except for this one wow and so we had the newer cars now and yeah. nothing wrong with new cars but the newer cars the gas pedal yeah is not rectangular like yeah. it used to be and it's coming to like a teardrop or a tapered i shouldn't say like a reverse teardrop yeah like a tapered end well when you're trying to pull a bracket with two wing nuts on that it slides right off uh. and i'm like we can't use, I can't, I, yeah. I can't drive a vehicle with the pedals falling off. Dangerous. I mean, it'd be one thing for the brake, the brake fall off is heinous. Yeah. I mean, you can't, but a gas pedal, I'm not going to get very far if, if that's falling off. So we went through six different vehicles. I'll give you, I'll say this, the representative, her name was Jasmine. I'm going to make sure that, I mean, not that anybody's going to, to know who Jasmine is, but she deserves accolades. She was nice. so copacetic and empathetic and kept bringing another vehicle and another vehicle, another vehicle. And they finally had a vehicle that wasn't completely cleaned. Yeah. And they're like, what did you think of this? I said, it works. They're like, okay, but we can't, we're going to clean it up while you're sitting there. So they cleaned, you know, she did uh, in interior cleaning. It didn't have, uh, you know, they're supposed to be fully uh, Full tank, filled yes. for gas. Yeah. She's like, when you bring it back, it can be right where it is. So don't have to fill it up. We apologize. I'm like, nope, nope, because you're, you're, you know, you're tending to my needs and yeah. that's, I'm, I'm elated, you know, it's frustrating, but that's not anything they can control. They can't control how the vehicle's designed. Yeah. So they were extremely uh, empathetic and extremely um, hospitable. Nice. So I'm going to give a big shout out to Hertz. Uh, they deserve that. And uh, they were very sweet. So we finally get in the car. Now we're about an hour and 20 behind the schedule I want to be on, which life is life anymore yeah. nowadays. Yeah. You know, people go, oh, my God, we got to get going. What's the point of rushing to anything anymore? That's I mean, me. That's me. I'm not kidding. That's me. But we'll, I'll share my driving story when you're done. Go ahead. Okay. So we get on the road and it's construction city oh, man. once we get past Nashville. Man. Now I'm going my path just to share for fun, play a little geography be here, leaving Atlanta. You go on 75 up through Chattanooga, which for some reason, Chattanooga is not a big town in Tennessee. Wow. It is always so congested. Wow. The traffic is horrendous at any hour. 
And it seems like they're always doing construction. I don't know if that town ever doesn't have construction <laughs> on their roads. So you go up through Tennessee to Nashville, go through Clarksville, like the monkeys talk about on that last train. Last train, yep. And you get up to Kentucky. Tennessee's pretty. Kentucky's pretty. There's a little town right on the um, northwest corner of Kentucky where you hit the southern tip of Illinois. Okay. And you're on the very eastern border of Missouri. It's called Paducah. It's crazy that we drive through that. Whenever I drive, we go through it every time. That's where my my grandfather was born. Wow. Paducah, Kentucky. Paducah. Wow. Now, I'm going to give Paducah a shout out for one thing. I mean, they've got a lot of things. But one thing that stands out to me is there's a barbecue joint in Kentucky oh, in man. Paducah called Starnes. Man. Eric. Yeah. You don't have to say it. Southern barbecue, to me, is the best barbecue. And just looking, if you're watching on YouTube, just looking at Aaron's face, he's, he's drooling because he has his hands behind his mouth, <laughs> covering his mouth. He's drooling. I'm telling you, he's you want to have a cigarette it. after that. Oh, it is my God, that yeah. That's what good. it is. Starnes Barbecue. We rolled. Uh, we did not stop this time because I was behind as it was. Um, go through there. Southern tip of Illinois. Take that. There's a road called us. Uh, uh, 57, take that all the way up to what's called 64. And then you go through St. Louis, you okay. get to see the arch, you get to cross the Mississippi, but you get to go through East St. Louis, which is a unique part of town. Yes. Um, did you ever see the movie vacation? Yeah. And they get across the river. They're leaving Chicago and they get into a little rough part of town. Yeah. That's East St. Louis that they're supposedly documenting. So they weren't, so they get, weren't lying. They weren't lying. You know, the East St. <laughs> Louis can be tough in parts. Yeah. It can be tough. Um, I've been, I've never been to East St. Louis at the wrong hour. Uh, yeah. If you know what I mean. So get across the river, get to see the beautiful arch, get to see Bush stadium. Nice. I love, Oh, that's the other thing we can address. We can do it. So go back really quickly. Nashville got to see Titan stadium. Cause nice. you and I both love sports. Yeah. Got to see the Titan Stadium. You always go by there, and the big we call it the Batman building, but it's the AT AT and T corporate building in Nashville. But it's got two antennas. Oh wow! Up that look like Batman's ears. Nice. So we call it the Batman building. Went by that. Got through. Oh, once you pass Paducah, there's a little town called Metropolis. Wow! You know what the theme is? Yeah. There's all these different Superman things and you can stand in the, you know, the cutout with your face in it and Superman outfit wow. and they've got a little, um, Oh God, wasn't he a report? Didn't he, wasn't he a reporter? Clark Kent Clark was a Kent. reporter. Yeah. For the, right. For the, so they've, yeah, I forget. They've the name got of the, the little man. like pretend paper that he worked for. Wow. It's really fun. It's really fun. And I say all of that only because, I'm driving. It was just my daughter, my one daughter and I coming up this time. And so there's just two of us in the vehicle. Of course, she's on her. Of course. Yeah. Device. Yeah. Nonstop. And then doing this number <laughs> out cold, you know, for hours at end, um, which I have to keep alert of, you know, when you're just two people in the car and one's out cold, you know, I'm playing music. Yeah. I'm doing whatever. Uh, the old audio books, all yeah, of that yeah. stuff. Stephen King. I love listening to Stephen King. Um, anyway, get up to Iowa and it was 9.57 p.m. Central Standard wow. Time. Yeah. So it was a long day. It was a long day. I was cooked. It was cooked. Um, saw, and this is the last part I'll save it, and then we'll 
jump venture into something else. I want to tell you about trips. Um, we were, we were, we're safe. We're alive. That's what yeah. matters. Uh, saw a horrific car accident. I think it was just one vehicle. We were, it was the opposite direction, you know, southbound lanes were going north. A little gray car gone into the ditch was aimed in the wrong direction, oh, man. laying up against a tree indentation in the passenger side door and they were pulling people out of that vehicle on stretchers oh i don't know man. if anything i'm, I'm not gonna yeah, guess yeah, yeah. i just hope that the universe gave them the chance to survive yeah so that was a little that's when you get you know when you're getting antsy and ready to get out of the car when you see stuff like that you just go you know what Done. i'm just yeah. as long as we're safe as long as we're safe so we got here and um we're hanging and we're doing our thing and it's hot here too. Yeah. It's hot in the Midwest. It's hot everywhere. You know, they're having, we get here and they're like, Oh yeah. N- the next day is going to be 97 degrees. Ooh. I'm like, what? Yeah. In Iowa? I'm like, yeah, it's unbearable. I'm like, yeah, it's not. It feels like Georgia. It feels like we haven't left. So no, I wanted to share this one of the trips and this is a little people thing. One of the trips we took, it was, a, I think it was the last one. We were going back to Atlanta yeah. and I was pulled over by the police and he's like, it was early in the morning. So we had just left here to go back to Atlanta and he, and the officer's like, have you been drinking? And I went, what? <laughs> he goes, well, you went over the fault line once. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I? I didn't realize that. I said, I just got started. Um, I had my daughters, both of my daughters in the back seat. He's checking them out. As a matter of fact, my oldest daughter, she was irked because when we got, when he, he let us go, yeah, but yeah. when we got back on the road, she's like, dad, he was looking at us. He was staring at us. He was checking out the little people. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> and so, but he did, he was like kind of doing an interrogation to make sure I was, you know, able to operate this vehicle yeah. and make sure I wasn't doing anything wild. And he was like, you realize it's like, granted, we're just in Missouri now. Okay. Oh, okay. And he's like, do you know, it's, it's raining in, in Nashville. And I'm like, uh, no, cause I'm here. <laughs> I'm not there. Yeah. So, and he, I, I came off, it came off a little smart assy and I wasn't, you know, I was just like, how the hell would I know that? Yeah. You're not there. And so, you know, it's raining. And I'm like, okay. And, uh, but he let us go, but it was one of those great uh, moments of, he was definitely intrigued with the little people. Yeah. He wasn't like outright rude. He was just kind of, you could see his eyes piecing it together. Yeah. And he kept looking at the two in the back and then wondering if I was plastered, I guess, <laughs> driving. So anyway, that was a is wild. That, is that a thing? Does he think like every little pe- people is drunk? Is that is that? I don't know if it was just, yeah. I don't know. You know, it was early in the morning. It was like, I think we left on like a, Sunday morning. So, you know, I don't know if he thought here's somebody that just left the bar or whatever, or didn't get a, you know, had too much wine at church. Uh, Is that what it was? Yeah, maybe that (laughs) is. I I went and had a little extra sacrament. Um, I don't know what his thing, he was very intrigued though. I think that when I, when I'm sitting in a car yeah, and I sit as tall, you know, as far as the type of dwarfism I have, I sit upright, you know, from, from shoulder. I mean, I probably, if you and I are sitting in chairs together, we could be looking at each other right now. As soon as I get off that chair, of course, then you're going to notice my limbs are shorter. So in a car, I'm, I'm, I'm doing 
you know, it's, it's not super noticeable, but I've got shorter arms and I've got quite a cranium. So it's, I think he saw me go by and went, is this a kid? I got to pull this guy over. Yeah. Who the hell's driving that car? And, uh, so I was like, you know, as soon as I saw the lights going, I'm like, Oh God, what'd I do? I didn't think I was, uh, speeding and, I I knew I wasn't drinking. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh God, what what could it be? And I you know how you run through your head and I was like, yeah. nope, seatbelts on. Yeah. Kids are in seatbelts in the back. They're not jumping around, you know, with fireworks or anything. And uh and then got over and he's like, when he's he opened it with uh, you know, you went over the fault line. Wow. And I, I had to take a second. I was like, what the hell does he mean by the fault line? Is that the center divide? Went, yeah, the, okay. the divided line in the center. He was like, uh, yeah, you went over the fault line. And there was no other cars around. Wow. I mean, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean I was swerving. You shouldn't be swerving back and forth. But I may have leaned a little heavy on the left yeah. as opposed to, and I wasn't yeah, doing yeah. this. And so, yeah, he was not happy with that. The other thing is, and this has happened to me before, in the state of Georgia, you do not have to have a license plate on the front of the car. Wow. Okay. I don't know how many other states have that. So when you hit states where they have plates on the front and back, it comes off as like you've got an unmarked car. You've got a car that's not doesn't you know not registered if it doesn't have a plate on the front. Yeah. So yeah. I've had police be going in the opposite direction, turn around, and then when they saw the plate on the back, went about their way. Wow. But they didn't see a plate on the front, so they assumed something's wrong. They're like, um, so, yeah. No, no, that's, yeah. I mean, that, those little things, I mean, you know, we, we here, here in California, we, we always get that stereotype pullovers was what, you know, what they used to say. Um, and it'll, it irks me a little bit. It's like, why do they pull you over? Was it because he saw a little person and he couldn't believe it was a little person? And I bet you from this day, he's still talking about, you know, when I pulled over the family of little people, you know, it's just, Oh, of course. Of course. If you weren't doing anything bad, then there's no reason why he should have pulled you over. But right. And, and, and I'm all about, I'm all about, um, caution and, and, and being, you know, I, I benefit of the doubt, you know, if the police, you hear about, especially now these horrific stories of people getting pulled over and things going severely wrong. Yeah. And honestly, innocent people. I mean, they were just, they put their hands up and then something gets misread yeah. or they, they try to take a seatbelt off or whatever. Yeah. And we're going to assume they're going for a gun or something. Yeah. If somebody gets hurt for no reason. Yeah. I mean, that's horrific. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely horrific. So I'm okay. You know what? If the default has to be that the police officer is just intrigued yeah. and whatever, so be it. Yeah. Now, if they're going to say something rude, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm definitely going to hold story. somebody accountable. Of course. If we're being harassed, like nobody should be harassed. Yeah. Based on color, based on whatever. But if I'm being harassed by an officer of the law who's supposed to serve and protect, you know, and Eric, I'm just, I'm just lightly touching the, the surface of this issue. Like I just said, I can't imagine being pulled over by an officer of the law and wondering whether or not I'm going to leave that situation alive. Yeah, of course. I think about that all the time. I mean, that's why... You know, the, the two boys that I have that are getting ready to drive, I always tell them, don't put yourself in a situation where you have to get pulled over. You know, if the speed limit is 55, 
you know, you got that, you know, unwritten rule that you can go 60, maybe even 65. I said, but don't go any faster than everybody else around you. Like, don't give them a reason. And if they do pull you over for any reason, just listen to everything they're saying. Don't argue, you know, ask them the question. That's your right. Why did you pull me over? He's going to give you an answer. You're going 65 in a 55 mile an hour zone. And don't give them any more bullshit after that. Just listen to them. I go, the worst, I totally agree. worst thing you'll get is you'll get a speeding ticket. You'll get yelled at by me when you get home and that's it. So don't worry about it. So, yeah. Listen. Yeah. To them. yeah, yeah. Do, give them, I mean, the benefit of the doubt so yeah. that if anything does happen, you did nothing to, yeah. I mean, that's horrible to think like that. Yeah. But we have to. You have to. I mean, you, you know, we, we trust the police officers, but there's some of them out there where any little thing can trigger them. Any little thing can trigger them and, you know, don't give them that opportunity to be triggered. So, and, and it's, you know, it's unbelievable that we have to be in that mind frame. And, you know, 30 years ago, you didn't think like that, I guess, or, yeah. you know, I, I, we, we each are individual people and, you know, you're as a man of Filipino descent, as a man who has a plasia, as you know, other people of uh, females, uh, different shapes and sizes, colors, whatever, you really hope that that never comes into play. Yeah. The sad truth is it unfortunately comes into play. It does. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so, yeah. But uh, so I was thinking about, uh, you know, when you have time on the road and you're like, you put the vehicle in cruise yeah. and you're like, all right, you know, and I, I don't know how you do traveling. I don't know how much traveling you've done in a vehicle. I've traveled a bunch in a, in a vehicle back and forth from the Midwest, from Georgia, um, here and there on the US, I've done different tracks. But I, I get in mind frames where I'm like, I see, all right, we got 250 miles till our next exit, or we got whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you start, you know, thinking. Yeah, yeah. And this last trip got me thinking about like when we were kids, what trips we took. And my family, you know, my father, I've, I've explained in the past, was a farmer. And so, yeah. and even with that, we didn't take a truckload of, like summer trips. We, we didn't leave home that often, especially with my dad, like with his obligations, whatever we may go with my mom, Yeah. but it was usually like to visit relatives. Like we didn't go to do the Wally world trip, if you will, (laughs) or anything. And one trip we did do with all of us was to, uh, from the Midwest to Colorado, my father's second brother in line. So my father is the oldest. And then the third uh, son, uh, we went out to their home in, in Colorado and we went through um, South Dakota. You know, you've heard of the Mount Rushmore yeah. and the Badlands. We went through all of that. Nice. And as a kid and we had a van, I mean, so that was the other thing is like this family is in a van rolling through, you know, the Midwest and out to the West, um, you know, mountain range. Now I got to ask, was it a box type van or was it the, the, the newer minivans? No, no, no. It was a box top box van. van. Okay, it, was, okay. it was like the, it was like the, the mystery machine. Okay. From okay. It had, it had, and then in its time, my father, for some reason, wanted a van, got a van. Yeah. And I think it was in 1988, he purchased this van and it was like how many different on the outside, if I remember correctly, it was how many different tones of like a maroon, of course. Yeah, and yeah. Then like the yeah. salmon color. And then like, you had all these different colors on the outside. Yeah. And then inside, 
in its day and age, it was considered pretty decent, you know, technology wise. It had a television set yeah. in it and it had, so there were the two front seats, then there were two bucket seats right behind it, then a bench seat behind that, that laid out to like to a, a bed. bed. Yeah, yeah. So as kids, we thought that was a riot because we could just crash back there yeah. and, and we didn't have phones or anything, but we had a video game or something, or we had a book or whatever, but we just thought as kids. So in 88, when we took that trip, I would have been 14. Okay. So I was 14. My sister was eight and my brother was four. So we thought that was pretty cool. The four yeah. or three of us back there having our own village, if you will. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. drove through the, like I said, South Dakota. And I think through like parts of Nebraska and then got to Colorado and, and those were as kids. I mean, I flew a few times as a child. Yeah. And flying is cool when you're a kid too, when you're first time experience, but as a, as a, as a kid traveling in a vehicle like that, it was kind of this road trip from nowhere. You know I mean? It yeah. was fun. You know, it was like vacation. It was like yeah. getting in the wagon queen family truckster and making that part of that whole journey was just being in the vehicle, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so, and, and as a little person, and here's where it comes into play. I could stand up in that van. I probably could still, the van's not around anymore. I think my, father traded it years ago anyway i could stand in the van and not bump my head <laughs> so that was a huge thing for yeah, me yeah. i think my sister and, and my brother he won out at four but my sister so she was eight at the time i think she was as tall as i was if not a little taller just a hair taller than me and me being 14 which is something we can address down the road too about my siblings being taller than me and different things that happen in life but yeah. anyway I just thought that was so cool to be able to stand in that van as it was rolling down the highway and, and just living in that little yeah, world man. until we finally got released. I've always wanted a van like that. And I had a lot of friends and family who had that exact same style that you just mentioned. And I would always sit in the, the back bucket seat just because it could rotate and I would just turn it around and, and look at the people behind me or we would do something. And, and Honestly, I tried looking for a van like that not that long ago. And really? I did. I, I was like, oh, I want this. And, you know, it's that midlife crisis thing that I'm having. Oh, I know. You want to get that I van. Know. You want to cruise. You want to go driving. I'm glad I did it with the gas prices the way it is. <laughs> I'm glad oh, I did Oh, my it. God. That's what I was going to ask you. On your trip here, how is the gas prices from each state? Well, that's the thing. Is So we have what we're driving is a Toyota it's below the forerunner. It's a, just a model size below the forerunner. Is it the Rav? So the Rav Four. I'm sorry, the Rav Four. It's a yeah. So it's a what do they call it? The CRH or something okay. or whatever. It's okay. the the model right below the Rav Four. Okay. Okay. It's a four seater, a little smaller or smaller than Rav Four. Actually, thank God, because gas prices are ridiculous. Yeah. We were now. I'm I'm preaching to the choir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have gas prices out there that are like a dinner at a restaurant. Yeah, it's like $7 I mean, almost for us here. Yeah, per gallon. Yeah. I was getting in the 524. Like 524 was pretty much the average. And what's people have a hard time understanding is that, or not hard, but it's in the Midwest, gas prices are more than on the East Coast because of our ports. Yeah. So that we're able to haul in 
you know, from the from the Atlantic or whatever, without having to travel how far into yeah. the Midwest. So prices are higher here yeah. on average. Um, we started at four something a gallon. We hit five twenty nine. I think was the high at one. No, I'm sorry. Five twenty four. Five twenty nine was the highest at one point, okay. but this vehicle doesn't take a truckload of gasoline. Thank yeah. God. I think my biggest, and, and that's the other thing. So the vehicle only had like a hundred miles left of gas in it. Cause it wasn't full. Yeah. I filled two more times after that and was able to get here. Nice. So that is in bed, but it was like 50 some dollars a pop oh. for a small tank. I think the gallon that I think that whole holds like 11 gallons. Yeah. But so I was happy that, and it had in that particular model, it's got the econo economy yeah. button or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, let's use, I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, I don't want to have to give blood to get gasoline, oh, but uh, that's how we no. are here in the West in, in the West coast, especially in San Francisco. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You guys are up to what? Six, seven. The most I, so I use Chevron. I use Chevron a lot. Um, and Chevron, I always have to go to the middle or the most expensive, right? You know, I drive, I drive a high performance car and I'm looking the last time we looked me and my son was driving down and he was like, six ninety nine. I was like, wow. And I bought this car not thinking the gas prices was ever going to go up because when I bought the car, I, we were looking at what you're paying right now, like $5. Like five fifty, five sixty, maybe even five twenty four, and then now it's like in the six dollar range. It hasn't gone lower than five, but it's you know closely peaking to seven. So, yeah, that's terrible. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, and I really, I mean, not to to prognosticate. I just in the future, an electric vehicle is not. Um, out of the question by any means. I need, I want to, yeah. I mean, seriously, I was talking to a person I was in a hotel uh, a few weeks back and this man had, and I think it's the Rivian or whatever. It's a okay. truck. And I said, what is that like to, you know, yeah. charge? And he goes, it's $6 for 30 minutes. And that $6 charge will get me 180 miles. Well, that's yeah. Yeah. compared to what we're paying for gasoline right now. Yeah. I mean, what it takes, the most efficient cars, gasoline wise, even that would be, you know, 180 miles. You're looking at probably five gallons at least, but yeah. probably six gallons. Okay. Yeah. 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 Six yeah. gallons at seven bucks. Yeah. $42 to go 180 miles or six. Yeah. Hmm. You know, it's funny you mentioned no. that. There's this conspiracy theory going around in, in uh, California. And the governor of California, his name is Gavin Newsom, who used to be the mayor of San Francisco. He vowed that in 10 years, California is going to go green and they're going to get rid of the, you know, the high emission vehicles. So meaning he wants all electric vehicles in California. Now we look around all the other states outside of California. Gas prices are $5, but for some reason, California is only $6. So there's this theory going around that the governor is purposely keeping the gas prices up because since the gas prices went up, the market for buying an electric vehicle went up everybody's getting rid of their gas cars and they're buying electric vehicles now i said i wouldn't mind an electric vehicle but i want them to pay the down payment for my electric vehicle if they want me to go green they better pay for that down payment for me to go green because 
Electric vehicles aren't expensive. I mean, they're not cheap. I mean, they're expensive. No, no, they're yeah, not. They're, they're, they're expensive. And I think that's something that we should look at, yeah. seriously, as far as if we're going to do this, we have to make it accessible. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. can't sit there and go, hey, we all have to go to electricity, but the vehicle that you're trying to buy is 75000 plus. Yeah. And not everybody can afford that yeah. for a basic vehicle. Yeah. So that's that's a little, you know, uh, presumptuous. And we we have to, I think electric is a must. It's a I must. Mean, it, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we're crazy. I, well, I know why we're still using fossil fuels. We don't need to get into politics. Money talks. Of course. Money yeah. talks. Course. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, money talks. And so that being said, um, when you're sitting there going, okay, here's the product you have to use. Yeah. But it's so far out of reach for most homes right now, yeah. financially. Yeah, that's that's outrageous. There's got to be some type of program. I looked at it, you know, before I bought bought the vehicle I have now. I actually looked at a couple of Teslas and a couple of Chevy electric vehicles that I was I was thinking about purchasing. I live in an apartment in San Francisco where the electric the charging port is not accessible for me. You know, I went through everything. I talked to the management. Hey, what if I shimmy a, an electric cord down to the garage and then use that? I thought of everything. And the only thing I can think of was I have to take my car someplace outside of where I live to charge it. And then, then you know, like I don't, I don't trust that area. I'm not sure if it's going to get broken into. So I was like, okay, so in order for me to get this vehicle, I got to make sure that I have the accessibility to charge it. And right now I don't. You know, again, I live in an apartment, and if I did, it, it would be more of a pain in the neck than it would be a hassle. So, so I have questions for you yeah. about that. Um, when you leave where you live, your apartment, you go out. How? I'm gonna sound like an idiot. I'm not intending to sound like an yeah, idiot. yeah, no worries. The charging stations. How many do you, do you see? Do you see? Are they on every corner? Are they? So in my area right now, there's two. So there's one literally up the street from me, but that one is like $10 every whatever. Right. And then there's a big one at Safeway, which is oh. again, not that far from me. Um, right. But Safeway only has three and mm-hmm. there's people that live in that. And, you know, cause there's like a high rise where the Safeway is. So the people that mm-hmm. live there, they're like college students or they're, 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 um, they work in the medical field and they have all electric vehicles. So if there's three ports, they're taking all three ports. So it's just one of those things where, you know, my friend who actually bought one, he lived near Costco, which is downtown from where I'm at. And he said, I would just go to Costco. I would charge the car there. And then it's good for the next, you know, he would say like 20 something hours. Right. And I'm like, well, you know, yeah, I'm not, there's nothing close to me. And he said Costco was free charging. So I don't know. That was before, before the gas prices went up. I'm pretty sure a lot of wow. charging stations right now are, char- are charging. Oh, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, because that's the other thing. Okay. So I'll make a connection to the farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I know some of the rhyme and reason to this, but when fuel prices are high. Yeah. Grain prices are high. Yeah. And so that whole you know, as a farmer, you're paying, you know, you have your operation expenses and and one of those is fuel for all the pieces of machinery of course. in order to do what you do. If, if the day, hopefully around the corner, 
where all of that's charging stations and can do what farming requires in, in power and demand, I, it would be wonderful. Yeah. Yet that's not there yet. And so when you're looking at fuel prices and people are going, oh my God, the fuel prices, and they're nuts. They're yeah. insane. And grain prices go through the roof. And so then people who are using soybean and purchasing corn, it's for the farmer, it's wonderful because you like to see great prices for the product you're making. Yeah. Um, But you're also on the other end of that consuming anybody who's purchasing soybean. I saw an article that said, Hey, tofu lovers, soybeans are going to dip a little bit in the fall as far as price. Yeah. So yay. And that's wonderful, of course, for the tofu lovers. And you know, supply and demand, but it's, it's interesting how that whole economic model works. And the, to me, and, and again, not trying to incite anything with anyone, but my attitude is the reason we are not further along in the electric world is because of money. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's whether it be cost to purchase the electric products or how much fossil fuels make for certain people and certain companies and certain demand. So, you know, I remember, and again, no, not to get political. I remember, was it, I think it was George W. Bush. So junior who said, we're addicted to oil. And I'm like, oh, we're not addicted to oil. We're expected to buy oil. We're we're filling the pockets of somebody who used to be the the chairman for Halliburton. I mean, we're, we're not addicted to oil. Yeah. We're expected to buy oil because people want their, their checks. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting juxtaposition and it's crazy. Yeah. You don't think, you know, and, and as a kid, yeah. when you get in the car to go on the, the summer vacation, that kind of stuff's not on your plate. Yeah. You don't and as about you get older when you're an adult doing the same thing and, and going on that trek across the Midwest and you're going, Wow, I just bought 10 gallons of gas for yeah. $55. So, <laughs> You're like, what is going on? I told my son, who he's, you know, 18, he's getting ready to drive. And I said, you know, you got to, first of all, you got to look for a job. I go, because if you don't have a job, then you don't have gas. And I said, when we were younger and we were driving, we would have $20 because we didn't have a job. Mom and dad would give you $20. That should let you last for the week. I said I would put five dollars in gas because back then gas was like a dollar or something, right? So I know. I, five, I know. I put five dollars of gas, and I would still be skimpy with the last fifteen dollars that I have, just in case I needed more gas. And I said, you can't just like nowadays. You guys, oh, I'm going to buy food. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No, but first you got to think of: Do you have enough money for gas? That's all it is. I, and and this will tell you how small town I was. And I'm pretty sure I'm I'm almost 100% on accuracy. I would fill my, I had a little Dodge Ram 50. Yeah. Okay. And I would fill that with gas. It would last over two weeks. I didn't go a lot of places, especially in the summer. Yeah. I went and worked in the morning. I go to the golf course, park the vehicle there till, you know, be there by uh, on a machine by six 30, get off usually around four 30. And then I go home and go to bed. I mean, go rest. Cause we just put in a 10 hour day yeah. in the sun on a golf course. So I didn't really travel a lot with a vehicle. It was just basically to get to and from work. Yeah. And yeah, $20 would have lasted me a long time. Yeah. yeah. Then, I mean, then, I yeah. mean, 
$20 yeah. now is not even four gallons of gas yeah, here. Right. So. I don't even want to, you know, we, we take a lot of trips down to Southern California. We, we drive down to LA and, you know, at the time, the last time we drove there, I had a minivan and it was, it was a Toyota Sienna minivan. I only got it for the convenience for my kids so they can have their own row when we're driving down there. And, you know, we had the, what I love about these new vehicles is that it tells you how many miles before you're empty. Like I know. Thank actual, God. Yeah, there's an actual digital yes, counter. Yes, I love that. So with the technologies that we have, I always put my my maps, my Google Maps, on where the the first gas station I want to drive to is. So it's like you know, 330 miles. Like okay, 330. I have 250. No, no, I'm sorry. 250 miles. I have gas that'll last me 330 miles. I said okay, so I won't. I won't run out of gas before I hit that gas station. I love mm-hmm. that. And you know, when I, I get do. to that gas station, technology is awesome that way. $60 to fill up my tank back then. This was literally 2020 that I'm talking about. That's the last time we drove down to LA. 60 gallon. I was a six cylinder car. Now we're driving, we're thinking about driving down to LA at the end of July. And again, I have a little high end car, high end car, but it's a four cylinder instead of a six cylinder. And the last time I filled that up, I, I only did 25 bucks just because of the gas prices because I don't drive enough to where I want to fill up the tank. I was looking at maybe like three or four gallons, $25. And I said, okay, this is enough for me to drive around San Francisco just because I don't want my gas tank to be empty. And see, that's the other end of that too. San Francisco is not flatland by any means. I don't know. It's up and down hills, up and down yeah. hills. And so you're churning and burning gasoline yeah. even faster. Yeah, it's insane. What is, I have a question for you. What is the distance? Because I can physically see it, you know, on a map, San Francisco to Los Angeles. How far is that? Um, you're looking at about a six hour drive. Okay. And, and okay. the, the bad part about that drive, and I'm sure you can relate with the travel you just did, is the first four hours of that, you're driving down Highway 5. Mm-hmm. It's a two-lane road, and there's nothing around you. You got farms. You got nothing around you. And it's, you have the trucks are supposed to be on the slow side of the uh, the lanes, and then we're passing everybody. But then you'll have that one car that wants to drive 55 what is that on the fast lane and i'm like what the hell are you doing we call oh, it, it drives me nuts we call it a parade we call it it was like okay there's a parade and they go parade. exactly the same speed as a vehicle to the right yeah. of them yeah. so they block both yeah. lanes for 15 20 minutes or whatever and you're like <laughs> you know nah, it's funny. i'm sorry i shouldn't have road rage but no that no, no. I, I totally agree with you drives me nuts when i drive down to la and this is me when i drive down to la I always look for a car that mm-hmm. I could either follow or a yes. car that's following me. And we're yes. both sick. And I call him my wingman, you know, like the whole mm-hmm. Top Gun thing, right? It's like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to leave my wingman. We can go down for four hours, me and this vehicle, and we're following each other left and right. And there's, mm-hmm. there was one road drive we were doing. We were coming back from LA and it was so cool because he was in front of me mm-hmm. and he pulled over to the side because he wanted me to pass him up. So I passed mm-hmm. him up. He came behind me and started following me. And I'm thinking, okay, he just wanted to take a break from being the front of the line. Yeah. 
So then he wanted to be the follower in the convoy. Yeah. So I did that for about an hour, hour and a half. Then I did the same thing. Then he gets in front of me and I'm like, okay, I'll let you do it. No, it was cool. It was, I love when vehicles understand or drivers understand what you're supposed to be doing on roads like this. But you always have that one driver. And, That's sitting yeah. over there and just yeah. in la-la land. Yeah. And they're just, it's unicorns and rainbows or whatever going on up yeah. here. And you're like, and and not, and here's the kicker. I'm not a speed demon. Everybody yeah. will tell you who drives with me. My significant other will tell you he is, he's like a little old man yeah. driving. Because I'm not about gun it. I'm not about hit the brakes hard. I'm not about, I mean, I'm all about, especially now, you t- nice and easy brake, nice yeah, and easy yeah. gas, save the gas, save, save the, the gas, yeah. Save the brake pads, save the tires, yeah. everything, okay? Make it long, last as long as you can. Um, and so that being said, not a speed demon, but when you're going slower than the yeah. vehicles on the right, yeah, and people are passing you on the right, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I don't know, I, I the other concept is right of way. Yeah. Right of way at a four way stop that drives me batty. Yeah. How people don't understand what that means. Right of way literally means right. Like to the right, to the right, somebody to the right has been there before you, they go next. Yeah. 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 You know, you know, you and I are old school. And when we talk about the driving driver's education back then, they got rid of that. For some reason, the drivers, especially in San Francisco, I don't know how it is in your town, but in San Francisco, no one knows how to drive. I mean, there's there's a California stop, and it's called California stop for a reason because <laughs> right, right. Californians does this stop that you go there, you don't even look who's left and right, and you just keep going. Yeah. So yeah, you know. we have that in Atlanta. We don't have a name for it. I I think it's just called insanity. Yeah. But it's it's like and 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 and, and not to jinx it. But honestly, Eric, it's no wonder there aren't more accidents in any given day. Yeah, yeah you know, because you mean, know what? It just seems like, I, sometimes it seems like people just go, hey, I don't give a rip. I'll be on this, yep. drive around. I made, hey, I hit three people. Yeah. You know, I don't you know, know. I think a lot of it is we're defensive drivers now. I mean, we were taught yes. to always be defensive, always make, always think that the other car is not a good driver. And that's how yes. I was taught. So always be cautionary. Be, yeah, at cautious every on turn. Me. So I think that's what a lot of people is doing right now. And, and the bad thing about San Francisco is a lot of people who work in San Francisco don't live in San Francisco. So they don't understand the concept of driving in a big city. You know, I'm talking about they live, you know, two hours away and they have to come in here and drive. Now there's all these traffics and then they have pedestrians crossing the street left and right. You know, just being a pedestrian, just me walking to work. I walk to work almost every day. And walking to work is almost as dangerous as driving to work. Yeah, you're going to get hit. Because no one you might get you know, hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a couple people that I know that got hit because the car wasn't looking when they were making a turn or going, you know, crossing the street. Now, do you do you have have you ever driven uh, a manual transmission? Not in San. Yeah, I did when I was in high school, but living okay. in San Francisco, no, that's not. That's See, not that's the school. other thing. Yeah. If you ask the average 18 year old, can you operate a manual transmission? Yeah, they may not be able to do it. I actually learned manual transmission, not to sound too backwoodsy, but I learned manual transmission in in farm equipment. Yeah, and yeah. Like stuff that we were using yeah. on the golf course. Yeah. So you had, I mean, there was nothing automatic about any of that. Yeah. And you learned how to use a clutch in that. So if to to, I mean, fathom that. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about vehicles now 
that are so autonomous. Yeah. I mean, granted, you know, people are going, well, you can't just let go of the wheel, you know, it, it, but we're going to get to that point. We are. We're yeah. going to get to that point where the vehicle is so autonomous that it, I don't even need to worry about my pedal extensions. It'll just do everything for me. We you have, know? we have ride shares here in San Francisco and I kid you not, you can Google this, that they're autonomous vehicles and they only operate at night when there's less vehicles on the road. But one night, it's a company called Cruise. I was walking out to get something, to go meet a friend. I was standing at the corner because he said he's going to meet me at the corner. I saw this vehicle, and I looked, and I'm like, there's nobody. I literally walked up to the car, and I did one of these to the windows because I didn't see anybody in there. I saw two people in the back, and then they rolled down the window. I was like, are you guys driving? He's like, no, we're testing out this autonomous vehicle. I was like, wow. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. And here's it's the scary thing. and crazy. Scary and crazy and scary because human beings, especially in this country, are not comfortable with being out of control. Oh, God. me! I don't, you know, you know what Aaron, I mean? I don't even like, I don't do cruise control for more than five minutes. I only do cruise control to adjust oh, my I legs. Oh, I live on cruise control. I love it. The only on the reason why roads, is like you said, I am not comfortable with the car taking control of, you know, me. I only, like I said, I use it for five minutes, maybe just to stretch my driving, my driving totally leg. Understand. Other totally than that, understand. I turn it off. Yeah. But the day is going to come, like you said, with the autonomous vehicle and people are going, oh God, there'll be car accidents. No, actually, we're taking with autonomous vehicles. Yes, it's not foolproof yet. Yeah. Yes, there's still going to be problems because science isn't, you know, or not science, but computer systems, GPS, they're not always flawless, but they're actually better than human error. Yeah. And if we can get to an autonomous system where everything's on the same, we'll actually have fewer car accidents and less deaths and less people going, I was going 95 staring at this thing yeah. and crashed into somebody, you know? There's and a, so there's I a, think it's alarming for people to let go of control. Yeah. There's a driver here in San Francisco who had a Tesla, probably still has a Tesla. And he was caught multiple times in the backseat of his Tesla because he paid for the upgrade where it was a self-driving Tesla. And they found him a few times on the freeway and they found him a few times on, you know, the city streets of San Francisco. And people are videotaping this guy. He's, I mean, I would think this guy would at least tint his windows to like, hey, if you're going to spend the extra cash on getting that autonomous portion of Tesla, tint your window so no one can see you back there. See, but is that, I was going to ask you about that as soon as you said that. Can you have, in the state of Georgia, you can only have such a layer of tint. Yeah. So you can still see somebody. Yeah. You, like you we cannot have, have We mirrors. have that here too. But, okay. But that's one, here in San Francisco, they're not going to pull you over for that. Okay. If okay. you don't do anything stupid. If you don't okay. like run a red light, then yeah, they're going to catch you for running the red light. Then they'll say, hey, your windows, by the way, are... You know, but I'm sure if I go outside of San Francisco and I go up north where, you know, the sheriffs out there are a little more, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure yeah. they'll no, pull me over and they'll be like, hey, your windows are tinted. And it's, you know, to a degree. Yeah. So we, you know, it's like, why, why did you just tint your windows? You know, but yeah. So it's like this guy was comfortable with it and he loved it. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not ready for that. Is there you know? been an accident? No, he's never been in an accident. The thing was with him was. He was getting pulled over because he was driving. The, he was using the autonomous portion while he was in the back seat. 
It was like, it's literally like reclining. So had he just been sitting in the driver's seat, but using the autonomous, he wouldn't have any problems, it, really. Because we would, he would, we would all just we, thought he was just We would just driver. assume he's driving yeah. the vehicle. Yeah, sitting in the back seat would mess with people. Yeah. The police see that, they're going to guess, hey, yeah, what the, what going the hell? Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely outrageous. Let me ask you this. Are you ready for an autonomous airplane? If you t- you do a lot of flights, are you ready for an airplane that flies itself? Yes and no. Yeah. And I know that's a horrible answer. So I'll let me clarify. Yes, because I mean they use autopilot to autopilot to begin with a, a bunch. We've heard horror stories of pilots falling asleep, whatever, yeah. um, or being under the influence, which is even more alarming. I'm okay with autonomous if there's a default system, but I mean, nothing is flawless, no matter what human or computer operated, but is there a default system that says if this plane has some type of malfunction, can it basically float down and land like a big old balloon and not kill 200, 300 people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What if, what if, and and let's get crazy with this. We t- we breach all subjects, Eric. What if okay, plane has problem, some type of trajectory system, yeah, that would literally let it float. Mm. It's not going any further. Yeah, it's yeah. Not yeah. going to get to its destination, but it's not going to go Mach five into yeah. the earth. Is there some type of system like that? What then? What what risk would you have? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember? And he got they they um, grilled him, but and I can't remember his name. But landed the plane in the Hudson. Yeah, uh, Sully. 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 Something Sully. Like yeah, Sullivan. Yeah. Sullivan. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember his first name, but Sullivan. And he he saved those people. Yeah. I mean, and and he was questioned about his choices and whatever. But the reality of it is. A lot of people didn't die. Yeah. I mean, he said some type of when we hit that point that you go, all right, it overrides to the point of a default that it basically just. Yeah. With check this out. I don't know if you've ever operated a drone. Well, uh, you know, a small drone. Yeah. Okay. I've done DJI. Yeah. I think it's the phantom. There are systems on that. Like you can. If you put the toggles down, it'll shut it down and it just hovers down. Now you don't want it to drop 5,000 feet and yeah. into a million pieces, but is there something where if it hits that override or whatever, oh, all the engines are on fire, yeah. you know, whatever, that it could safely do that in an autonomous setting. You know, that's, a, that's a good idea. And that's something where I guarantee you'll see a lot more people flying if you know, there's a lot of people who's afraid of flying. You know, I'm one of them. I'm not afraid of flying. I just don't like that feeling of what happens if you know we crash. I hate that feeling, and it's like on a 14 hour flight, and you're thinking about that 10 hours of the time. Whenever you hit that turbulent, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to think of that. But <laughs> if if yeah. they could come up with something and say, hey, you know what? If engines fail or whatever, our plane is gonna hover safely to whatever is below it you know whether it's That'd a, be the if, case if it's a water I mean, crash it's a water landing at least and, people, and it can yeah. stay afloat for how long or whatever yeah whatever it could do 
because they're talking about electric planes. Yeah. They're talking about having the power to do that and that their power is there and is being re, you know, fined and refined and honed and what have you. Is there a way in a totally autonomous system for it to, if it default, the, the biggest issue would be it literally just doesn't go forward. It just descends and yeah. done. We got to start over. Oh man, I'm all, I'm all over that. That I do yeah, yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, I'm all over that. I like you that. miss the connecting city. That's one thing. You're not dead. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. try that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's when you think of all the different things. I mean, my sister and I were talking about this this past week. You know, the how history repeats itself and our parents. You know, when I was your age, we didn't have this. Yeah. We didn't have that. And there are jokes of we walked to school both ways with no shoes uphill yeah. in a snowstorm snowy yeah you know i remember a comedian once saying you know my parents were like we didn't have air yeah, yeah we just yeah. held our breaths you know we didn't have you know we ate dirt yeah. and all that and it's like okay that's a little ridiculous um but you think about all of the things that are today yeah with technology and yeah. with accessibility and with what we can do. Yeah. 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 I think they'd be able to, and I say all that only is to say, you'd think they'd come up with a system yeah, that would prevent destruction. Yeah. That whatever we're doing in that system has to default to, okay, I didn't get to where I wanted to go or I didn't get this ultimate um, result, but nobody died. Nobody died. That's the big thing. Exactly. Can we do that? Yeah. That's what I would want in anything autonomous, electrical, all that. Yeah. I mean, I would, I mean, you know, with these vehicles that we have right now, the vehicles that we talked about, Tesla being the top end right now, because Elon Musk just, he wants to make this full foolproof. He wants everyone to have a Tesla by, by the end of it, his lifetime. I like the, the Tesla concept. I do. I love the Tesla concept. I hate the fact that I got to charge the car. And, and this is me just speaking. This is my opinion. When I sat down with a Tesla representative and I asked them, I told them, I drive to L.A. a lot. And when I stop over for gas, I'm looking at five minutes, six minutes tops from when I exit the gas, the, the freeway, get my gas station or go to the gas station, use the bathroom. I'm back on the freeway within 10 minutes. How long will it take me to charge from here to L.A.? And he right. said, well, of course, it's all about the battery. So if you get the high-end battery, then you're looking at a stop one time and you're looking at a 20, 30-minute charge. I was like, 20, 30 minutes? I mean, I love yeah, and I, I love the electric yeah. part of it. I love that I, do I don't have to spend gas. But if I'm taking a trip like this and like you did, just took this trip, you were like, we got to go. It's a time, time limit. I don't think I can sit 20, 30 minutes to wait Every for my time. car to charge right. up. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and so someday, soon, hopefully sooner than later, and I, and I keep referring to this stupid device called a cell phone. Yeah. This has more capabilities by a landslide yeah. over the first computers. Yeah. Look where we are. Yeah. Look what you can do. So I would assume and hope that the same principles will work for electricity, for electric vehicles, where you're not sitting there, yeah. oh, it takes 90 minutes to fully charge this thing. Yeah. Is there a different way to do that? And the other thing that was interesting to me, and I know we've been all over the place in this conversation today, which I love doing, because it, it's just proof positive that I should probably be committed, <laughs> um, is the fact that they're working on a centripetal force thing, 
where as the vehicle is moving, the electrical vehicle is moving, working on kind of a gyroscope technology, charging the car. there's some type of rotary that's charging the vehicle nice. as you go. Yeah, that would be cool. Based on pure energy, yeah. based on movement. Did you see, I had to, oh God, and I don't know what you call it. There were two things I wanted to address as you were talking about Tesla. Let's hit Tesla really quickly and before we get off the show today. And then one other thing. He had been speaking. There was a of of Elon Musk and Leonardo DiCaprio, who's really big into like renewable energy and and, and climate, you know, control and what have you, where he was talking about these power stations that could run towns, cities, whatever. And Elon Musk says something to I'm paraphrasing, so bear with me. Elon Musk says something to the effect of it would take a hundred of these stations. Because he was doing a tour with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. DiCaprio is taking a tour with Musk. And he goes, 100 stations to run the U.S.? He goes, no, the entire world. Wow. A hundred. DiCaprio is like, just 100 of these? Wow. He goes, yeah, we could run the entire world with 100 of these. So it's accessible. It's yeah, there. It's there. It can be done. I want to go to one other thing that's been blowing my mind. And so this idea of perpetual motion. Yeah. We're talking about centripetal force. And there's no such thing as perpetual motion. You know, the the things where the balls are on the end and it bounce, 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 and eventually come to an end. Have you seen this little, it's very, it looks very primitive. It looks like something they would have designed in the 19, early 1900s. It's a, on, it's two tiered. It's made with wood and some wire. And it's a little marble that spins around the top, then falls into a hole, down a little slide, and then shoots back. And does it all over again. Wow. And it never stops. Wow. So they've defeated what that theory is of perpetual motion, that it should never, it should eventually come to a stop. And it it hasn't. But it only comes to a stop if it's um, interfered with. Wow. So it keeps going, which is totally against science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it should eventually stop, but it never stops. Wow. So it's if we're breaking those boundaries, then we can figure out stuff. Yeah. If we can, yeah. and, and not to sound like the 90, if we can land somebody on the moon, you know, but I mean, seriously. It's the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only yeah. boundaries we have are ourselves. Yeah. You know, something that yeah. also would be good is solar energy while you're driving. Like if you can plug something into the electric charging port and have a solar panel. So that's your hybrid. Yeah battery and and solar yeah then we've got something even crazy you know what i mean yeah where you could be charging your battery while you're driving, while you're driving yeah. with the solar because imagine I, a car of solar panels i'm sure you drove during the sunlight and i you know when i drive to la i usually drive at dusk or at dawn and by so, the time the sun hits you know there's my there's my you know the comedian lewis black yeah i like him some people you know he, he take him or leave whatever i love him but he talked about that. He goes, this was years ago. He was uh, performing at the Warner Theater in, in D.C. And he goes, we don't have a solar energy plan. Yeah, we do I mean, it's 2000 and something. We don't have And he goes, and it's because the sun goes away and it doesn't tell us where it's going. <laughs> you know, and he's making this joke about yeah. reality. But you're right. I mean, during the light hours, if you were driving, you could be absorbing and sucking up solar energy. Yeah. And then your battery would work when you need it. Yeah. I mean... Like you said, I'm sure it's out there. It's I'm out sure there. someone's thought about that, but it's right now it's the money. Yeah, yeah. And if Elon Musk does 
come up with a concept like that. It's going to cost, you know, the $70,000 vehicle that already costs $70,000. Hey, for an extra $125,000, you can get the solar panel. So, see, I know, th- we, yeah. we should have programs to offset those expenses. We should. We should have yeah, we yeah. should have programs that are helping those get access to that yeah. because what it's doing is down the road it's saving this planet. Yeah, it is. And I mean, you've got even more time to make money if you're so worried about making money. Yeah, let's live long enough to make money. You know, like I told you earlier in the show, the governor here is trying to get us to do all be electric within ten years, and I have a hard time right now just trying to get a regular vehicle. That's you know within the thirty to forty thousand dollar range. Now you want me to get a seventy thousand, hundred thousand dollar vehicle? I said I'm all for it if you find a way to help us. There's some type of subsidy, you know, like okay, if you're gonna pay half of my down payment, and then in return give me like a two hundred dollar a month something, you know, just saying, oh, you you're going electric. Here you go. This is what we're gonna do for you. You know. To me, it then, has to have some type of subsidy yeah. to make it accessible. And then when it becomes where it's not so ridiculous, then of course, then you're on your own. You know, yeah. it's kind of a it's yeah. kind of a down payment plan. Yeah, where you're going, yeah. okay, we're we're going to be able to get these vehicles on. You know, road. we have we obviously cannot shut transportation down all t- to the point of we're all walking again. Yeah, that's never going to work. We can't. We've got to get rid of fossil fuels sooner than later. Yeah, because the planet's getting hotter and hotter. Yeah, we've got to be real. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, so, that's a good topic. We can talk about another day. We have to conquer that another time. That fossil but you know what? Can last the more hours. And more, but I'm thinking about that, you know, and people go, well, you're, you know, there's a, this diary of a little person, but it's, it's what I facing, what you face, what yeah. we all face yeah. in those challenges. Yeah. You know, I get into a car and I'm thinking, and really quickly, we'll wrap with this, you know, as a little person, I get into a vehicle with my daughter who's also little and I'm going, all right, we have to get from Atlanta to the east central part of Iowa. There are obstacles I'm facing and yeah. challenging and gas pumps you can't reach and whatever, and you got to find the right location. Drive-throughs are always a bear. I hate drive-through restaurants. Yeah. I don't hate the restaurants, but I hate the drive-through process because I'm reaching halfway out of the damn car to make sure I don't drop something. Yeah. They're reaching through the window as far as they can go. I have literally stood on my seat once to get the wow. stuff out of the drive-through, but in the air and the whole nine yards. I mean, life is a process. And, 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 and when you're four feet and three inches, it's a crazy, crazy process. But, you know, this is the good thing. This is what I love that you're doing. And you're sharing your, you know, my, my coworker who listens to our podcast religiously says, what I love about you, too, is you guys can talk mm-hmm. about the seriousness of dwarfism. And you're making, you know, the regular height people realize, you know, there's more there's more into it than just being a dwarf, right? There's this obstacles like you just mentioned. And she's like, I love that. I love that you're putting, um, you know, the face behind what's really happening. Mm-hmm. And she goes, and I love how you guys can just veer off and talk about whatever. And she, oh, loved, she loved your farm story so much when we were talking about the things that we do for summer and like yeah. how you would just do that. So she wanted to know, and I, I'm not going to, she doesn't want me to use her name, but she wants to know, is that house still around? your mom's house my home yeah yeah it's yeah my 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 yeah the the homestead is still there uh it's 
that house itself was built in 19 late 1979 is still there and and you know what we've talked about this a little bit can we open with this on the next yeah, show yeah i wanted to talk to you about where that farmstead was we talked about tornadoes yeah and i'll tell you how that house came to for i'll revisit how that house came to fruition which will be a good springboard where where yeah. we could go from you guys the next, still own the uh, property show what's that Do you guys still own the property yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yes. My, I, I will talk about that too. We need to address all of that. Yeah. So we'll talk about that house. We'll talk about what was there before that house. And then we'll talk about, you know, the, the current state of farming and what goes on there. That's totally different than what it was 30 or 40 years ago. Yeah. That's the other thing. And, and remind me to, to talk about this. I'll make notes. My sister and I were talking about what things used to be on that farmstead when we were kids that are no longer there. Yeah. So yeah. that's interesting. We can walk through that. But anyway, yeah. All right. This was awesome. This is fun. fun. No, yeah, this is fun. You know, we we kept on the whole car concept, the driving concept, yes. which is cool. We didn't really veer off it too much, but, you know, it all stayed on the same concept. Aaron, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's, happy Father's Day. Day to you too tomorrow. Tomorrow, and, yeah. And actually, I would like to go one step further, okay? Yes. And, and I do this for everybody who deserves to be Acknowledge tomorrow is also Juneteenth. Yes. And we are going to um, stand beside our our, fam- our our loved ones, our friends of color. We're going to say, I am, and I know you will, thank you uh, yes. for the fight. Thank you for pushing forward. Yes. Thank you for facing ridiculous odds uh, against yep. such ridiculous things. Uh, I, I salute you, yes. and I will always love and cherish every different shape and size and color. And yes, tomorrow's Father's Day. Father's it's hard Day. to fathom. I have a 21 and 15 year old. Wow. Yeah, it is. And you have two boys. I have an 18 and a 17 year old. So. Holy Christmas trees. <laughs> I'm right Holy there. Holy Christmas trees. I have two girls. You have two yeah, boys. I'm right there. Time flies. Yeah. Time flies. Yeah. But happy Father's Day, sir. Happy and Father's Day. Stay safe in Iowa. And if yes. I don't talk to you on your way back, safe driving on the way home. Awesome. Definitely stop you, by sir. your grandpa's town and get some ribs. Yeah, I want mm, that barbecue is so <laughs> ridiculous. God, that barbecue is so good. It's 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 a little old cafeteria and it's oh. just perfect. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, yeah. geez. Have all a right, great guys. week, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on YouTube, listen to us on all the podcast platforms. But until next week. We are the Diary of the Little Man's Podcast. Take care. See ya. You've been listening to the Diary of the Little Man's Podcast.